What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm still quelling. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I'm so excited. My favorite guest, the great Fred Dreyer from the Rams, from Hunter, the greatest TV show. Fred, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Hey, listen, Dr. Clapper, always, as you know, in our conversations, we have so much fun talking about different types (laughs) of stuff. It's great to be up here this early talking about, uh, you know, when you... When you played Julia Child, the first thing I thought about was Dan Aykroyd on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> right, when the bleeding going all over you must, oh, man. you must save she was the liver. About, <laughs> oh, she was pumping so much blood, it was amazing. <laughs> Listen, did you ever meet Julia Child? Never did, no. Wow, that's amazing. I think that's the only one I've ever asked you. If you've never met, you didn't meet her. Wow. I so I, I immediately, I gave myself a bucket list this year. Uh, I decided I was going to schlep my wife who didn't want to go, and we had the greatest time, a bucket list to go to the Super Bowl. And it was one of the greatest days of my life. And in every aspect, uh-huh. the only thing that was negative for me as an orthopedic surgeon and as a Rams fan, as a football fan, was to see the non-contact injury to Odell Beckham Jr. on a knee. He already had an ACL reconstruction that tore it again. And the first thing I thought about was Fred Dreyer, artificial turf. So that's why I'm having you on today to talk about every topic has positive and negative. So I started to think about the positives but teach us from a player's perspective and your very important perspective of artificial turf. Well, first of all, when I was watching the Super Bowl, some friends over here, Bob Stenner, who you know very well, <laughs> we, we were laughing it up. And soon as uh, Odell Beckham stubbed his toe, I jumped up. I said, that's it. He's got to go see Dr. Clapper. <laughs> Sure enough, you know, they, they wouldn't release, you know, the findings on television right. because, uh, you know, they, it's not fair probably right. to do that. But I thought for a moment, that's government football for you. Yep. Here's a kid who's in the middle of his career on, on world television playing the greatest game in the world. Hmm. He stubs his toe and the weight shift hmm. went over his left knee and, and and just like you would reach in and cut mm. a, a rose off of its uh, stem, mm. the, the, the weight shifted, and you could see his knee real quickly making an adjustment, trying to, uh, uh, to, to uh, account for the weight shift, uh, and, and you wound up getting a torn knee. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's common with our artificial turf. So if he if he's playing on regular grass, that doesn't happen. Wow. So you're the biggest fan of the stadium in Arizona where they grow the grass in the parking lot and then wheel it in uh, the entire field for game day so they can be in an arc- an air-conditioned stadium in the middle of the desert. You're the biggest fan of that. When that stadium opened, I flew to Phoenix to see some friends and we went over to the stadium before the game. I think I don't know who they were mm-hmm. playing. 
But uh, it was a, you know, it was a, it was an important game because it was a brand new stadium and they mm-hmm. had this roll in, roll out turf. Mm-hmm. And I walked around on it and I said, "This is such a dream. Wow. This is a, such a beauty. This is a gift to the game of football. Wow. This is everybody should be doing this. Wow. Why aren't they doing that? Well, I'll tell you one of the reasons why." is that uh, governments, uh, uh, cities, municipalities want to use that stadium over and over and over and over again for uh, for high school games, uh, circuses, and what have you. You know, they as soon as the stadium is proposed and it's going to go up, they go, great, get the AstroTurf guy out here, and we're going to tell him exactly how we want this thing because, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have the Philadelphia Eagles play on this on Veterans Stadium, hmm. but uh, they're going to play baseball on it too. They're going to play everything on it, and not only is it hmm. terrible, it's like playing on your driveway, hmm. you know, I you know, there's nothing worse than uh, you know the Astrodome and uh, 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 the uh, the stadium in Philadelphia, Veterans Stadium. They were they were horrible places to play. It was concrete, painted green. Is how I looked at it. You know. So, Fred, and, I uh, I spoke yesterday to Bob Stenner in between my surgeries. Um, yeah. About his accountant, Bob Sullivan. Do you know Bob Sullivan, who's a big fan of the show, and I'm giving him a shout out. So it was great to talk to Bob Stenner. And Bob Stenner mm-hmm. said, make sure you ask Fred about the position of the football player, because believe it or not, some of the players prefer uh, uh, AstroTurf or, or uh, artificial turf. Is that true? Are some players, they like the fact that they can cut on concrete, which has green stuff on top of it, versus a defensive player? Or do all players feel it's terrible? Well, no, not all players feel it's terrible, but all players, as soon as they get injured, hate it mm. because they realize that it's uh, it's bureaucrats. Got it. You know, that's the uh, that's government football. Wow. You know, it's 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 a uh, it's it's not. The, can I play in a in a mud in a mud pile? Sure. Can I play on any surface if they say, okay, this is what we're going to be doing this year? All all fields will be mud. Hmm. You know, sure, we'll make the adjustment. We'll go play. But what's the ramifications of that? Is not only uh, uh, a a a bad game, but it's stupidity because hmm. you're endangering. All the players, what what the players don't understand until they get hurt and they have to now suddenly say, gee, how do I do that? They look back on the films. Oh, Dale Beckham was going to look and say, I just stubbed my toe. Mm. How could I be made to pay this price for something so so harmless as stubbing my toe on the field? That shouldn't cost me my knee. How and about, it did. Fred, when you played, tell us about your experience playing in a stadium what was it like on your back? What was it like on your body to be, just take the, the listeners through what it's like as a player to be on natural turf versus artificial turf. What's underneath the turf? Well, what's underneath the turf is, uh, is asphalt. It's like if you were going to, uh, if you were going to put down uh, a new street in front of a new uh, housing project, hmm. you know, they lay down this concrete, then they put between you and your future, they put about a half inch, three quarter inch pad, hmm. dense pad that they put down that's very spongy and very nice. 
and they, then they stretch this carpet over it, you know, and then they, then they look, it looks like your grandmother's parlor. You know, <laughs> you can walk in there, you know, you can walk in and say, gee, what a great uh, facility this is. It's going to be wonderful until it rains, until that rain becomes uh, uh, frozen. And that pad they put on there, that wonderful little pad they say is so wonderful, becomes hardened. And it loses its uh, 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 it loses its ability to protect you, and it loses its ability, uh, as it was intended, is to make it so called make it better. What's the reason that you would play on artificial surface surface is because you've got the city of Philadelphia, or you've got some other group of people or individual that decided we're going to save money on the gardener. You know, and we're and we're and we're and we're going to be able to say not only after this game is over with, but we're going to roll in the Barnum and Bailey Circus. And we're going to have a nice deal here this weekend, and we're going to have a, a big truck jump. Mm-hmm. And we need to have we can't have regular grass on that. So what what the city what the what the uh, St. Louis Cardinals or the Arizona Cardinals did. Is uh, they decided we want to we want to have this we 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 can do it because we're here in the desert. We just opened up the barn door, opened up those doors in the back, and and rolled this thing out. Mm-hmm. I went over and I saw this thing, uh, like I said, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was it was incredible that we could do this. It's mm-hmm. incredible that somebody would say, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And, and, and it's like a tray of cookies that you're putting in and out of the oven, you know. It's, it slides in, yep. and you shut the door, and then you do what you do. You open the door and just slide the damn thing out again, give it some water, sunlight, and get ready for another game. So, Fred, today's topic is about that. It's about when artificial comes into the world. Uh, I'm using the metaphor of the food processor, not crushing and slicing things. Um, with Dick Cavett saying, maybe people can say they taste the difference, and Julia Child says, no, this just saves the housewife lots of time. That's the benefit outweighs that, and it doesn't taste any different. The whole idea right. of time is money is really why we as human beings make things synthetic, make things artificial. So in your other hat that you wear beyond sports, because you know the business of making television shows better than anybody else. Give me an example of where something synthetic, something artificial, came to the world of television that you embraced or didn't embrace that reminds you of artificial turf. Well, you know, they call those innovations. 